Future Shock Wrestling this evening, both very happy, as usual with Future Shock, and very sad, because it was dedicated to the memory of Adam, who, uh, since I started going back to watch Future Shock, I'd noted as their cameraman, one of two, who was around the ring filming everything for their on-demand service and their DVDs, and uh, I read um, in a, a very beautifully put Facebook page earlier today that he had passed away after a short illness um, very recently. The evening was dedicated to them and to him, should I say, and the locker room came out before the event started properly to pay their respect to him in a really well-delivered um, remembrance and the bell went, uh, was rung ten times and then we all gave a full-throated cheer which was the way to start this event which was fun but a bit variable nothing wrong with that I'm not saying this was a disaster because it wasn't and no future shock wrestling event is but it wasn't great from beginning to end however there was one match that was absolutely phenomenal let's start at the very beginning it's a very very fine place to start yes and that will be with Lana Austin because Lana Austin who um, had a long run with the women's belt and is now not part of the women's uh, title picture but doesn't seem to mind that because she is a professional wrestler who knows exactly what she's doing she knows how to work the crowd she knows how to work um, how to bait the crowd just in the right way just enough she's a great wrestler her work is excellent and tonight was no different she came out with, with a, pack of, a bag of crisps she then said to one of the kids in the audience I will knock your dad out that was, that was a bit of a shock for him Dad was loving it. She fought Katie Hawkins, who's got more power than her, really. But there was some lovely stuff here, like a, a very nice um, Lana Tarantula-type move, a nice Katie Hawkins lung blower, black hole slam for a three-count, and a sweet draping DDT, which is usually how Lana Austin wins. But Katie reversed that for the pin. Great way to start. And I was really hoping... This was going to move up a gear. That didn't happen for the next match. Not sure who was at fault here. I don't think anybody was really. This was the worst. The tag team were becoming over. You know, they're good on the mic. What the uh, what Future Shop do is they, they tease that we could definitely say the worst won't be here tonight. And of course, as soon as the announcer mentions that... Here they come. As they said, we've been waiting there for days for this, and it's raining. <laughs> said, that's quite nice. I, I liked that. I liked their work, and they were, uh, I like their work behind the mic. That might give you a, an example or a view of an early view, a spoiler, of what I thought about this match. A match in which they faced Big Guns Joe, who's popular, and Chris Egan, who's even more popular, Denton's finest. I think there's a statue by uh, by the Morrisons. It's a Denton gag. Probably only about two people listening to this podcast will really, really get that. But uh, there you go. Anyway, um, this match was 
not fantastic, I have to say. There were some missed moves. So there was uh, an elbow missed, uh, a low kick missed. Both were sold, because of course that's what you do, and I understand that. There was some good Egan chops and a basement DDT. That was very nice. Big Guns Joe hit a butterfly suplex. And then there was a running powerbomb. That was, that was good and good to see for almost for a worst pin. But there was a dump and elbow drop. That's from Egan and Big Joe, or Bigger Guns Joe. And then Joe singed in the Boston Crab for the pin. It didn't really gel. And the worst didn't seem great in the ring. It might just have been tonight. Anyway, on to the match of the night. And perhaps a match which is one of the best that Future Shock have had for so long. This was Chris Ridgway, who was supposed to fight Sam Bailey, but Sam had been dodging Chris Ridgway because he's strong style and he's tough as a $2 stake. There, I said it. And he's facing Danny Proper. Now, Danny is JJ Webb's um, mate. He's, uh, he's uh, a bad guy. He's Larry. He's, he jaws with the fans. He's kind of light in spite of all that. He's Levin Shum's own. And I know very well what Levin Shum is like. And um, I expected he'd be beat up here. I said to my mate Dave, he's going to get beat up here. That wasn't the case. Eventually he was. But really, he put in a fantastic show. Now, right from the beginning, it was clear that Chris Ridgway's shoulder wasn't particularly at 100%. He had some tape on it. And a proper came out immediately uh, uh, for his energy drink after, because he left it with a member of the crowd, you see. After a bit of engagement, he was immediately out for a swig of that drink. That's fair enough. This had some great, great moves in it, like... A Chris Ridgeway kick, dragon screw, and then a brutal kick to the upper back. And, you know, it. I could see Danny Proper's face. It was extraordinary. Then he uh, got a leg grapevine, hit a lovely high bridge with it. Proper came back and worked on the shoulder and then continued to do that. That's a smart thing to do. A takedown, an armbar attempt. Ridgeway was attempting to counter these. Ridgeway lifted him, proper hung on, proper got a, a head crank with an arm, with a headlock with an arm crank, should I say, and Ridgeway was having to go to the ropes constantly here. Proper was getting more, more into this match and causing Ridgeway a few problems. Ridgeway then went to the legs, of course he did, but proper came back with a pump handle suplex for a long two. Ridgeway then went back to the kicks to the chest. He hit three brutal kicks to the chest. And then, and then, bring, the chop shop was open. They didn't half have a good go. I mean, Danny Proper's chest was lit up. It was crimson, I tells you. It must have been pulsating. Then there was a Danny Proper power bomb into a, and countered into a Ridgeway crossface. It was lovely. This is awesome, Chance began. 
and they were right. Ridgway got an ankle lock-in in which he bent Danny Proper's ankle 45 degrees the way it shouldn't be bent. It's extraordinary. He hit two Pele kicks and I thought that was going to be it. Danny Proper kicked out. Then Bailey came out to cause a bit of trouble and a bit of distraction. But Ridgway hit the brain buster and stared through him as the pin was counted. That was a great, great match. And Danny Proper was allowed to show that he could wrestle. There was respect from Ridgway to him afterwards and the crowd stood up for him. There was a standing ovation for Danny Proper. A face turn, or at least a tweener turn, could not be far away. And Dave, my mate Dave, said to me, what they'll do now is, of course, Lee Dawson's fighting JJ Webb later on, because it was announced for the Adrenaline Championship. I suspect that Lee Dawson will win that, because he's becoming more and more popular. And I think that JJ Webb will go to help from Proper, and Proper will think, I really don't want to do that, and that will seal the face turn. Didn't quite work out that way. Okay. How do you top that? You don't. What you do is, you go for a bit of comedy and a bit of character. And that's what they did with the six-man, which was the match before the interval. So it's Lachlan Sharp and Synergy versus Damon Lee and the models. Synergy came in with hats with corks on, because Lachlan, you see, is Australian. So that's absolutely hilarious. That passes for charisma with Synergy. I'm not keen on Synergy, as you know. I think they're two big blokes. And that's more about it. That's just about it. Deadly Damon Lee, the future shock champion, and someone who really shocked me when he turned heel, because his Twitter game was so good. He seemed, when he won the title, it seemed as though it was the right thing to do. He's an original. So are the models, though. But he's an original, and it seemed absolutely right. And he was showing such respect on his Twitter feed. This is a few weeks, a few months ago. And I was shocked when he turned heel. I thought I couldn't be shocked in wrestling anymore. But just like UKW did last week, Future Shock shocked me. Shock, 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 shock. And Damon Lee has humour in his wrestling as well. After he grappled a bit with Lachlan Sharp, He's in the corner with, with his team saying, he's messing about here. <laughs> That's great. They did get good grappling in. They traded abdominal stretches, but it wasn't boring at all. When Joey Hayes was in, he got some great screams. He really has. Troy from Synergy and uh, Deadly Damon Lee matched up. They both had the power. And there was a lovely move, actually, when Ryan held... Deadly Damon Lee up in the vertical suplex position for ages. It looked like he couldn't hold him for very much longer. Then handed him to his partner, Anderson Daniels, to carry on with the vertical suplex. And he hit that move. It was lovely. Just hand him over. You could hold him for ages and then we'll do that. There was also a very nice Anderson pop-up Samoan drop for a long two. 
And later on, Damon got the D- the Death Valley driver on Ryan. Got him up. A DDL DVD, if you like. There was a Ryan Pounds, he loves that move, which sent Danny Hope flying. But there were some good Hope super kicks and a Ryan Cutter. They worked well together for a long two. Sharp hit a double clothesline off the second row. That was lovely. Then put the cross face on Daddy Damon Lee, who tapped. But hang on, hang on, hang on. It's not that simple. He wasn't the legal man. The legal man was Danny Hope. So he put the cross face on him and he tapped. However, Lachlan now has a tap, even if it's not in the books, on DDL. And he will be his next competitor, surely. That's quite a good matchup, I think. So, after a Coke, a Coca-Cola, and a look at the uh, the merchandise, which by the time I'd had my Coca-Cola, had more or less sold out, I wanted Danny proper t-shirt. And he had double XL, and even I'm not that big. It was back to the matches, and I expected we would have the Adrenaline Championship match. But no, because who's coming out? It's 2-Bit. Now, I like 2-Bit, the Rat King. And who's he facing? Lee Dawson. Well, hang on, where, where's the... So this is an eliminator for the Adrenaline Championship. But I thought that JJ Webb was supposed to fight for the... I mean, card subject to change, but... And they actually had a good match. It was just not the match I expected. There was a very nice 2-bit slap to the back of the head. Good fast jockeying early on. And 2-bit working on the leg. He's down and dirty. I really like his work. Good single leg Boston. Dawson came back with a falcon arrow. And unfortunately there was some kind of competing Rat King. Like the fuse. Shh. Rat King. Like the fuse. Shh. And all that kind of... Not... I didn't buy that. I wanted them to wrestle a bit. And they did. After the falcon arrow. Very nice. Lee Dawson twisting neck breaker for a two count. Two bit worked on the arm after working on the leg early on. It's great, you had a good go. It's only the head and the stomach that you've got to, to go now and, you, and you've got a, a full set. Collect the set two bit, go on. Then there was a good flying clothesline for Lee Dawson for a long two. Good draping DDT for Dawson for the pin and he will fight JJ Webb. But he should have fought him tonight, shouldn't he? All right, leave it. Sam Bailey, who I really like and is hated by the crowd, that's great, is fighting Tony Wright. Tony Wright, is he making his debut for Future Shock tonight? Anyway, he's um, he's put up a good showing here. Of course, Sam Bailey should be fighting Ridgeway, but he's been dodging him, really. They're a good... I love those Sam Bailey screams. They're, they're a bit like uh, Mark Chen, you know, in... Uh, uh, Mark Quen, should I say, in um, in AEW. They really work well. There's an arm ringer into the buckles. Takes him over right into the turnbuckles, does Sam Bailey. That's a nice move. Slaps him with his glove, which is very nice. Then it says, nice slap suplex, snap suplex. A slap, then a snap. Wright comes back with a good spiked DDT. It's that kind of style where you over-rotate and spike them on their head. Then Ridgeway's music plays. Sam Bailey isn't buying that. He hits a package pile driver 
and then ties him up in the in the in the cravat to hit the the knee to the back of the head for the pin. Nothing personal. He screams and he wins that pin. But Ridgeway comes in. Bailey bails, and at one point they're either side of the cameraman. Get out of there, mate! Get out of there! Don't be a hero! And now it's your main event. Which is for the Women's Championship. It's Lizzie Evo, who I like and I've seen before I like her work, versus Tonga. Now, Tonga's very popular in Future Shock. She has a good look. She's charismatic for that kind of champion. I'm just not very keen on her work. And I think I've said this before, that carried on tonight. It wasn't just me. My mate Dave thought so as well. And if my mate Dave thinks so, I'm in for that too. It kind of endorsed by the way I felt, so that's fair enough. So we've got most of the work done by Lizzie here, to be honest. Although we start off with some good forearms and a nice single arm DDT from Tonga. Lizzie Evo hit a basement drop kick, then a hair assisted takedown. I like that a lot. A sweet suplex. She then almost dropped her on a suplex. That looked like it wasn't a good landing, but Tonga was all right. Then she came back with a neck breaker or sort of slam or dump, really, on the apron. Lizzie got back in at a nine count. She has a good snap suplex, tough kick to the head, and then a drive-by knee. I like to see that for a long two count. Tonga then came back with a butterfly suplex, and a huge knee, massive knee, right to the face for a long two. The crowd by this time were into it, not me, but most of them were into it. And then it looked like a kill switch for the long two and the win. I couldn't quite see it, but I think it was cattle mutilation for a Tonga victory. I didn't hang around too much for the victory because although there were some good moves, and that sounds like they both put up a good showing, it was actually Lizzie who was doing most of the work here, I think. And I just think some of the striking from Tonga isn't strong enough. Lizzie gave a very good showing for herself, though. It was a variable card, this, but enjoyable all the way through. And there are people there, there are teams that, like Synergy, who are over and who are really liked. I'm not really sold on them yet. But maybe I will be down the line. And there was that superb match, plus Lana Austin's work, but that superb match, Danny Proper versus Chris Ridgeway, and that has made a star out of Danny Proper. And quite right too. I can't wait to see the next one in March. And this remains the little federation on my doorstep that has big aspirations, big fun, and big talent. And it was all for Adam. Rest in peace. Ta-ta.